0: Hey, sports fans, you're tuned into the Emerald City Fandom Podcast.
1: We're Seattle fans talking Seattle sports. We're your hosts. I'm Connor. I'm Sam. And I'm Justin. You ready to get started?
2: Let's send it!
0: Welcome back to the pod, folks. This is episode 70. And I did not anticipate us having an episode this week, guys. I gotta be brutally honest here. The odds were very slim of what, hap- what just took place this last weekend.
1: You wrote the Seahawks off, man. You heard Gino in week one, did you not? He ain't right <laughs> back, though. He still has not wrote his written <laughs> back, to be fair.
0: um, Yeah, the Seahawks are in the playoffs. So as the Seahawks are in the playoffs, and it's a new year, and we had said that we had been off for a while. Look at this, guys. Two episodes within the first 12 days of the new year. I mean, we're killing it right now. We are killing it, fellas. What are we sipping on tonight? Justin, why don't you lead us off?
1: Oh, nice and classic tonight. Classy Pacifico, you know, celebration uh, of the Seahawks making the playoffs. And, you know, what the hell? We're going to have two tonight. so
2: I am we'll pumped see. about this. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see
1: how the episode goes. We know <laughs> when I have multiple drinks on this episode, it gets. I get a little spicier. so.
0: That's, we'll when that. a, that's when the listenership goes up about twice fold. Yeah, it's good yep. stuff.
1: We'll see. Sam, what about
0: Gotta you? Gotta love
2: it. Well, I'm in a precarious situation here where the whiskey has run dry in oh, my no, no. temporary living situation. So oh, no. I had to reach deep, deep into the bowels of the fridge to pull out a couple of Topo Chico hard seltzers. Ooh. So I've got <laughs> <an> exotic <laughs> pineapple Okay. And then I've got like a lemon lime. So we're on the hard seltzer bandwagon for for the night. How is pretty it? Pretty sure you're not. You're not, pretty you're pretty not sure. generally
1: a seltzer guy. So no, you've given no. us a lot of shit for having them you're on
0: the true. podcast before. So oh, I'm kind of sure we're saying. able to dish this out right now.
2: Yeah. The fuck yeah. are you drinking? Water.
0: <laughs> Basically, <laughs> spicy water.
2: I mean, here, let me let me take a sip and I'll tell you. A little hmm. review here. To be fair, that looks like, like exotic Tico pineapple seltzers right
1: there are the best ones.
2: What did I say? Exotic pineapple.
1: Yeah. that's what I'm saying like it, it looks like it.
2: I mean, it doesn't really taste like alcohol. That's kind of weird. It's like juice, right? It's like spicy juice,
1: spicy juice.
2: It's not bad. I mean, I could see why people like it in the summer. It's kind of like it's refreshing and refreshing. Yeah. Um, Breaks up yeah. the bloat. Does it have the bloat? Well, I, I, I said it breaks heavily... up the bloat. Oh. It's carbonated,
0: though. I know, but, like, it's carbonated in a different way, you know? Yeah. Beer bloat's different, man. Like, that's...
2: Especially, like, IPA bloat. Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> IPA post-30? Rough. Mm, don't know what that's rough, like. I will tell you now, guys. Well... Thank you, Justin, for the yeah episodely reminder that you're yeah. not as
2: old as us. Everybody just needs to remember that Justin's a baby.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't have IPA post thirty bloat. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to brag how young I am. I had, I'm old. I I, I had beer post thirty bloat hard at your at your bachelor party. That was pretty rough. That well, that some next day. crazy games of baseball. Let me tell you, we was, did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Wasn't All I'm saying
2: old. is us 30-year-olds we're as good once as we ever was.
0: Connor, hey. why you sip it?
2: <laughs>
0: Justin <laughs> wants to move nice. on with the segment. Uh, Daddy's getting a little turnt tonight. I oh. got a Manhattan that I made. and Ooh, um, Very nice. going to be following it up with a beer that I still have in the fridge right now, but I'll grab it once I'm done with my Manhattan.
2: So. What beer's in the fridge for you?
0: To be honest, I know it's a Seahawks-themed beer, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's a I think it's a wit or a white, but my friend got it for me and dropped it off on my birthday. Huh. So I had a, like a it's like a it's a pint, though. So it's a 16 ouncer. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. you going to get into There's it. There's four of them, too, but I'm only probably going to drink one tonight. So, Maybe well,
2: we're going to see about that. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right,
0: Trebek. Let's get on with it. I never rule out anything. Okay. All right. Enough with the jokes. Seahawks are in the playoffs, guys. Out of, Whoa, it, like, dude,
2: are you serious? Like, you're not going to take my... Salary? Dude! I just said... Dude!
0: Well, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. We can start with that. Sure. That's fine.
2: <laughs> I thought Sam I just hijacking
0: like... the episode. It's like, I want to <laughs> do trivia. <laughs> well, I, I, thought I didn't realize a... that's
2: when <laughs> we were going to do it. Okay. I thought I served doing... you like the best segue of our career. You did,
0: but I didn't. I thought we were going to revisit Just it, but straight
2: yeah. up ignored. Like, could yeah, not you know, even. You're, you're off ignored. cue. You're off cue. I, I, I,
0: I did acknowledge that you said it.
2: We talked about this. We talked about doing trivia first,
0: with a different segment. But okay, yeah, no, we'll do this. Okay, so guys. I, I mean, have five geez, dates here listed list out. <laughs> no, we'll we'll do it. We'll do <laughs> it. right. We'll do it the way you want to do it, Sam. All right. Five dates here that are listed mm. out on our notes, okay? I'll I'll list them out and I'll I'll say them out loud to our listeners. These are my top fi- five dates of the Seahawks 2022. So not the oh. not necessarily this season because we had like obviously like you would include this last sunday as a date on that because it's the day that they made the playoffs but of 2022 i have these in chronological order so we'll list these out in chronological order i will give you guys a chance to guess what what the event is of that day or the date that i list and then we are going to rank these um each of us will rank these in kind of like importance to the to the franchise so
1: March sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, Who I wants to question? I have first? a question. How are we okay. buzzing in? Because Sam is louder than I am, and you know the louder person just, isn't always just, the smartest no. person in the room. You know, so I just want to make sure. Well,
0: that... I can either I can either alternate between you or we can we can do hand up on the first one no. and then that's okay, way we'll too simple. We'll do hand up. No,
2: no, no, it's too simple. We'll just we'll both have an answer and it like doesn't ne- necessarily have to be first, but like Justin, okay. you say what you think the first one is and I'll either agree with you or I'll say something else.
0: And I get to, I get to judge on who said it first and the yeah. prize is $0. So. And you
2: can make fun of us when we sound like idiots. Cause I am having a hard time looking at these dates already. Don't look it up. Okay. Don't I cheat. won't. No, I no. won't
0: mark, March 16th, 2022. That's the mm. first
1: date it's got to be the the trade right i was thinking okay well what were you thinking what were you thinking sorry i was thinking
2: i should go ahead i was thinking uh it was the trade (laughs) (laughs) you you (laughs) asshole no i thought it was going to be like the first like subliminal team three messaging that was last
0: year that was 2021
2: But there was like some of that going on, not the same, not to the same extent where it was like, oh, here's the four teams that I would be traded to. But like, that's where my brain went to. But okay, so it's the trade.
0: Yep. So March 16th is the Russell Wilson trade. Let me just fill that in here so we have it handy. Next date, April 28th, 2022.
2: This one, I feel like we both should know. This is the draft, correct? Yeah. yeah.
1: First day of the NFL draft. Big day for the Hawks. Live episode. Big day for the pod. That's right. Big day for the pod. Going to be... A,
0: 2023 is going to be bigger. <laughs> yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. Um, But it was still a pretty good episode, I will say. Um, And really, that's like the 28th through the 30th, like the whole draft itself. But I just picked, obviously, one date. Because as soon as I say 28th through the 30th, it immediately says, oh, yeah, that's the draft. So, anyway... All right, skipping a bit of time here. We got the whole summer, then September twelfth, twenty twenty-two.
1: Oh well, never forget this. I come back jet lagged as hell from Bali, laying on the couch watching, you know, the Seahawks Super Bowl
2: against the Denver
1: Broncos. So I, I would say, I would say this, right? Yes, the win over the Broncos, over
0: Russell Wilson. And the Broncos. That was Russell Wilson's so infamous return. The Birds were out that night. We should definitely talk
2: about that too, with like Bobby coming back mm. this past week. Yeah. Yeah. A little but bit I, different. About that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: We can talk about that. Um October second, twenty twenty two is the next one.
2: Mm. October second.
0: I think Justin knows. I want to give Sam a chance here, though.
2: Yeah, I'm letting him just talk. See, I am the loudest, and this is ringing true. It's I. I don't have a clue. October second. Oh.
0: Do you need a clue?
2: Yes, I'll take a. I'll take. A, I'll take a hint. Think of the schedule.
0: Meaning, well, it's I don't a know. Game. Is. I don't know. Can A thrilling 48 to 45 oh. victory over the
1: Detroit Lions. Why is that significant? Oh,
2: Justin? yeah, okay, got it.
1: It's significant because uh we won the tiebreaker over the Lions to get into the playoffs. Little did we know,
0: Going two and two again, or we went to two and two right after that win, or was it yes, we... yeah, because we lost to the Falcons right before that, yeah, the week before. And... That getting to two and two with a win over the Detroit Lions would be the deciding game in our playoff fate this year.
2: What was the score to that game? You said forty-five to
0: forty-eight to forty-five. I'm saying <laughs> that wow. by memory. I'm pretty sure that was what it was, though. God. Barn burner. I didn't
2: even I didn't even think about that I didn't need, I, I knew that we held the tiebreaker but I didn't really think hard about it going back yep. to the head to head let alone how early in the season it was how early in the season but also just like how much of a you know barn burner it was
0: yeah that oh, was kind of a crazy game it was, it was the game that we knew the defense sucked ass yeah and we were like, okay, and it was the game. We were like, wow, all right, you know, could score some points, maybe. But
1: <laughs> it was like, oh, it's still the Lions' defense, you know, at the time. This yeah, is true. It's true. Yeah.
0: We were like, we were like, the Lions' defense just sucks more than the Seahawks. Basically, is all, all that we took away from that game. All right, I'm not sure if anyone's gonna get this one. This is October a hard one. 9th, 2022, and I had a I had difficulty with a fifth event, but I think that this was significant enough. Hmm. And it's a little bit like, I'm giving clues, I guess, but like it's not like a direct event as far... It's kind of like the what the consequences of that event were is what is significant about it.
1: I'll go first. I, I just have a, a thought, but sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the Seahawks lost that day to the Saints. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. I remember, I mean... Gino threw an absolute fucking dime in that game. This true. This is true. A couple of them, but yes. Yeah. My, my guess is something to do. No. I don't know if it had to do with Tariq Woolen or Gino Smith, like him getting picks and knowing it was legit. I don't think that's the case because Taysom Hill kind of. It's a good guess. Does. It's a good guess. I like yeah. it.
0: But and I honestly could have like Ooh. chosen that storyline as well. But go ahead. What and about
2: it. was it Kenneth Walker showing out party?
0: Yes, it was. Rashad Penny it was injury. the game. It was the game that Rashad Penny got injured, mm-hmm. and Ken Walker went off in the fourth quarter, and that spelt the rest of the season for Ken Walker, who is very likely to be the offensive rookie of the year this year. Yeah. And the future that he holds. And obviously, I mean, man, that was October injury. I don't think he's back next year at this point. So
1: I think it's the Ken Walker show. Also, those Brock Purdy rookie of the year bullshit takes. Like, oh what are, my! What God. are we doing? What are we Stop. doing? National. Yeah. Just because he's on the with... best team in the NFC, it doesn't. Uh, it's uh... played five games. What are we
0: mm-hmm. doing? Like, there has to be a. You know, you have to play a minimum snap count. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um. So that, yeah, those are the, those are the events that I picked. If you guys have any other ones that you can think of off the top of your head, that might eliminate one of these, go for it. These are just the ones that I picked out, though. If you don't, then we'll just run with them.
2: I think that's probably...
0: The the fifth one was tough for me to come up with, but I just, I thought Kenneth Walker's play and emergence this year was a huge yeah. storyline for the team.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably right.
1: As a singular date, probably I I would think I don't know when that I was would be. Like that would this... be the date for Gino, I think right. too. So I, I think w- that, that like... when I thought this team was like oh okay they're actually like could be good was when they went down to L A and smacked the Chargers. Sure, yeah, yeah, um, that's a
0: really good one too.
1: I can't think of anything else.
0: It's the I, the the problem that I have with that one though
1: <laughs> is like we. Basically, lost all of our <laughs> momentum like two weeks later. Well, yeah, the win streak dried up for sure. I have after a good one. Cardinals games, right? Yeah. Okay, what's yours, Sam?
2: <laughs> what day did Drew Locke get COVID?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: interesting. <laughs> it's, I mean, a little bit mm. controversial, maybe, but it, it, yeah, from what we've been told, kind of That's important. supposed to start,
1: yeah, that preseason game. Yeah. It's definitely a big one.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: know. I I don't know what you're. I don't know where that would rank. I, is that what is do you that think
1: higher for you than any of the yeah, ones? Yeah, I come think out?
2: like th- think about it this way. Like, what would have been more of a what would have been a more positive, or I guess what would have been a more negative impact to the season. Like, Drew Lock doesn't get COVID, and like. We kind of go into the season with this neck dual neck, quarterback right? system type thing, and like maybe Drew Lock, like who knows, like who knows what happens. Versus yeah. Rashawn you know what, Penny I'll, injury, Kenneth Walker. Like if it wasn't yeah, Kenneth I'll, Walker, I think DJ Dallas would have been like okay. But I think the fact that we ended up with Gino and like he came out of the gates blazing with confidence. So I have August,
0: I have August 16th, 2022 as uh, the breaking storyline for Drew, Drew Locke testing positive for COVID. I'm cool with rolling with that. That's I mean, uh, I think it's a good one. You think of any other date that's that that. Signals or like leads to the emergence of Gino. I mean, that's that's the that's the root cause of it, right?
2: Yeah, I think that would be one of them. I think, we, and I think week like...
0: three against the Falcons is kind of when they started to take the reins off of
2: him a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, you could even look back to the previous year, too, as, like, when he stepped in for Russell for a few of those games, it was like, oh, that's like, true. this is not the Geno that we all remember. Like, we didn't think that he was going to be, like, we obviously didn't have faith yeah. in him. But, like, that was kind of, like, the first eye-opening moment for me was, like, Gino actually doesn't look so bad. Yeah, I think this is like these are definitely, in my opinion, the top four. And then like whether it's Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker situation or Drew Locke, Gino Smith situation, I think is like. And I think
0: Justin's of the the Chargers game is significant as well. Just I mean, that was probably our best win of the year.
2: Yeah. Was that early in the
0: season two, right? that was like midway game seven something like that i think yeah. that that, yeah. that took us to six and three so it was game nine i think okay or five and three were we five and three i think four and three four and three after it i need to look at the you can again. double
1: check but I, I thought we had just beat who we just beat the cardinals before them going through it my head i
2: definitely remember us like even talking about it on the podcast like if okay, we're... we played
0: the Giants and the Cardinals after. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it was four and three, because then we went five and three, six and three, and then lost to then the, the London Munich. or Munich. Sorry, yeah. 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 No, so you're right. Uh, the Giants game, I mean, that was, that was a really good win, too. <laughs> Those two weeks back-to-back, I think, mm-hmm. kind of proved to us
1: that we were like, oh, I mean. The Giants at the time were like do something. five and one or six and one or something when we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. I mean, we knew that they weren't. They were frauds. frauds but, yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Just like the Vikings are frauds. But I, I don't hate October twenty third. That's the Chargers game. Uh, even October thirtieth. That's the Giants game. How about How about that's a pick your, pick your scenario. That's probably the fifth one anyway. So yeah, everyone can pick their fifth one, and then we'll <laughs> roll with the other four for the top four, and you can rank them. Does that work? Cool. Yep. All right, Justin, let's start with you.
1: Five to one. Yeah. Start start lowest and then get to highest. Well, we we've already decided five, right? It's all our pick 'em ones. So yeah. So like whatever you like go with the Chargers. Probably go with the Chargers. I mean, that's like okay. when you kind of the, the teams like, okay, you know, the Cardinals, they sucked. They were they had a bad start to the season, right? Uh, you know, running back, my whole thing. Even though I love Kenneth Walker, so I think the Chargers was a big confidence booster and like proof that we can do what we think we can do. Um, hmm. number four, I'll go with the win over the Detroit Lions. I mean, obviously, it came out to be the tiebreaker, so important, but sure, you know, at the time, it wasn't that seen that way, and you know, I don't know. It's a singular game. It's hard for me to like think of franchise altering things in a single moment, which is why I have number three as the win over the Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I think that was more of a party rather than a meaningful game. I might switch those two actually, the Lions and Russell Wilson, but it, it just felt like you know the Seahawks could still go one in, or oh and sixteen after that game. So it felt yeah. like they put all of the effort and energy and everything into that game. I mean, you just saw Pete Carroll going in; he wanted to beat Russell so bad. You know, after that, brought Sherman back for the game. Oh, brought out all the old folks. I all mean, the stuff. Cam was there. Yeah. Yep. Um. First day of the NFL draft is number two. I think okay. it's uh, big building blocks into our future. Not their most important positions on the roster, but very important corners. Very important, you know. Uh, if Boy Mafe turns into something, which he's shown flashes, but I'd stay a little raw still. Um, yeah. But you know, some great players out of that draft for sure. I mean, bookend I mean, tackles too. So. Uh, that that's the most important, probably. Yeah. I mean we have a little line work to do at center and right guard, but yeah, no. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Center.
0: That is true. Yes.
1: Uh, Number one has to be the Russell Wilson trade, right? I mean, you can go back and think of like, you know, where my position was and all that, you know, but at the end of the day, why is this team where it is at the end of the day? It's because they traded Russell Wilson. They bought into the philosophy that Pete Carroll wants in the culture and the balance that he wants. And at the end of the day, that trade allowed us to go even to have all those picks in the first day of the NFL draft because it doesn't happen without it. So that's kind of the root cause of almost everything we see that I've mentioned before. So I think that has to be number
2: one.
0: And still to be determined on all the compensation that we got for rest. Right,
2: us. right. Yeah, it's the trade is looking better every single day
0: should john schneider be up for executive year
2: yes
1: i think you have to be right with i mean
2: the... straight up fleeced the broncos at that
1: point <laughs> not only did he fleece the broncos but it's looking like he picked he and the staff picked good players with yeah. those picks as well so right you get and this draft it. is to be determined obviously too with, with mm-hmm. those picks
0: as well but um yeah. as i mean as far as this last year yeah that, I mean, that draft class has to be like an A plus at this point, as far as the impact that they had in their first year. Yeah, like, tough to beat, man. I mean, you have five starters, I think, from that draft class.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. If you're counting Kobe Bryant, right? That's, uh, that's yeah, it's a starting defense, nickel. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's tough to Pretty beat. Good. Man. And you get an, you got basically a, you have, one Pro Bowler, one probably Offensive Rookie of the Year, and a Defensive Rookie of the Year
1: candidate. Yeah, and Abe Lucas was a freaking stud this year. Yeah, I mean Cross was good, yeah. but Abe Lucas was. He he probably impressed
0: me the most of mm-hmm. the rookies. I would say, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, both that, of them, Tariq, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Tariq's offensive- tough to Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but like of my expectations going in, I think like. I knew that Tariq was a freak and like he had that upside, I guess.
1: I don't know. We were told by some radio stations that he was the worst college football player that they've ever yeah. seen. Wasn't yeah, that not, Millen? Yeah, not Hugh Millen's
0: shining moment there. That that was yeah, not one of his was Pretty best takes. brutal. All right. Sam, what, what
2: are your rankings here? Honestly, it's I think it's like pretty much the same. I think you yeah. know, the the fifth date, whether it's like popping for COVID with with Drew Locke, or it's one of those games, like, I don't know. I'll go with that since I suggested it. Like, Drew Locke missing the preseason <laughs> game, and Gino basically just, like, from that point on, never looking back, I think is really important. I'd go with five on that. I'm going dive, to diverge from Justin on this and say, fourth for me is the win over the Detroit Lions. I know that, like, because you you switched it, right? I switched it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna keep the win over Detroit at number four. I think right now, looking back, it it's convenient to be able to like say that it has more impact on like the playoffs. But I think for me personally, just looking at the win over the Broncos being the first game of the season, all the hype we're expected to get steamrolled. Like, if we lose that game, the way that. The media thought we would Like what happens to this team's confidence Like I think it was such a pivotal game To come out of the gates With all the fanfare Around Russell Wilson and the Broncos Coming in as like Super Bowl contending Team and like Pete Carroll Doesn't know what the hell he's doing and Geno Smith sucks And like obviously Pete Carroll Had been building that culture and the Camaraderie and the buy-in that Justin Referred to all offseason And like that week one game was walk the walk, like talk the talk and walk the walk moment. And I think if it doesn't go the way that it does, the rest of the season is like a real crap shoot to me. But the fact that we came out and we really were physically imposing in that game, like really wanted it played like it was our super, like the intensity in that game on our sideline was at an all time high I think really set the tone for the rest of the season that put us in a place where that win over Detroit lions mattered. But I feel like that was just such a tipping point week one of the season. And so important to build the confidence and like this young roster to be able to look at Pete Carroll and be like, damn, like yeah, he's legit. Like we should definitely continue buying in and, and trusting the coaches and, and go from there. So I would put that, Broncos win as a more important win over the Lions for me, and then I agree going draft number two and Russell Wilson trade number one. I think that Russell Wilson trade is going to be like our generation's Herschel Walker trade, just like an absolute fleece where yeah, like we dodged a bullet of three hundred million dollars of cap space or whatever it was, and at the end of the day, the simple thing is you compare. Like you put the Denver Broncos version of Russell Wilson on this team, and we suck. Like to me, the difference between the season looking at this list, the thing that had the biggest impact on the season was having Geno Smith instead of Russell Wilson. And that's batshit crazy. For sure. I mean,
1: (laughs) Russell is like 31st in EPA per play for quarterback. So think about that and how many teams there are in the NFL. And Geno Smith is a Pro Bowl quarterback. So you
2: know? Yeah. So crazy, like, crazy. I think I it's for well. sure. Number one. <laughs> what about you, Connor? Are you generally aligned? I'd imagine.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, it, I don't think that the, the most of the discussion here was in, in rank. Uh, well, I guess the discussion came off of ranking them, but I didn't anticipate us to really have much difference in our rankings. Yeah. Um, I think just for the, the sum of it, I would just have that fifth one, that one that I picked out October 9th, and I think adding Justin's point there, not only for the Rashad Penny injury and what that led to with the emergence of Ken Walker, but also I think that that was kind of the game that Gino proved himself that he could maybe hang. Because the Saints were thought of as a pretty good defense going into that game. And they, they are, are pretty true. good
1: defense. And
0: him tearing them up for 32 points and the couple of the throws that he made in that game, we were like, wow, all right, I mean... This yeah. guy might be able to might be able to take us somewhere this year, even though we lost. I mean, obviously, like we were like, okay, the defense is like so bad and needs to be addressed. Um, they fortunately got a little bit better after that, but still is a problem. Um so I, I'll go with that as my fifth. I think I think I'd probably be in Sam's boat as far as four and one four and three. Um, with the win of the lions as four, and then the Russell Wilson or beating Russell and and the Broncos as 3 just because again I think that that set the tone for the season like Sam said um I won't go into gory details there cuz I think Sam did an excellent job of explaining it I would I would I mean there's an argument I think for the for the draft but they do I mean it does go so hand in hand with the trade that it's hard not to list the trade as number 1 yeah, I do think that that draft is such a defining moment, though. It, and, uh, the way that and... I thought
2: about it was like specific to twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's important, but like if you ask, like, what's re ranked these in or terms the franchise of like, itself, the outlook of the franchise? It's without a doubt. Yeah, that I did that draft is epic. Yeah,
3: uh,
0: but I mean, again, the Russell Wilson trade caused that, though, right? And like, what like, did the we ability get for into... us to do that?
2: What were our 2022 picks? Charles Cross from...
0: and Boye okay. Mafe.
2: Got it.
1: Yeah. Ooh. But you know, without those picks, every pick after that changes, right? Like,
0: right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, we definitely don't draft Ken. Well, we probably do draft Ken Walker in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I would be flipping my <laughs> shit. But... <laughs> Instead of the second round. Um, Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, they though. are just I mean... connected. No matter what, though, no matter what, how you slice it, however you rank these dates, if you have other dates that are that are big this last year, 2022, massive success for this franchise, yeah. all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, Russell I know Wilson. we've had some like we've had some, we've <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've had some lively debate. Well, oh, here live, we go. But like a, a little year. bit of debate uh, via our text message uh, thread mm-hmm. Just about like the outlook of this team and, sure. and the leader, the leader himself, uh yeah. in, in And I mean, you gotta look at the the numbers, man. I mean, they've made the playoffs what now every year, but two.
1: I don't have it in front of me. It's like two or three. I think three? It's three years. Three, I think Pico. it's three. I think yeah. it's three.
0: Because it was the, the second year he was here. They didn't right. make it with Tavares. Like 2017 or whatever 2017 it was. 2017 yeah. with Russ and then last year. Right. They didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, history would suggest that you could do a lot worse than, than what Pete Carroll is achieved. 100%. 100% I know that you're a Pete Carroll hater, though. And I want you to explain your side on the podcast as far as just like <sighs> your, your outlook of the team and it's leadership under Pete Carroll and, and the guidance of John Schneider as well. And your, um your confidence in them to bring us back to the mountaintop. Cause I think this was, this was like the reset year and we made the playoffs mm-hmm. in it. Right. Like this yes. was supposed to be, th- this year didn't matter basically. Right. The, the outcome of this year didn't matter. Um, well, don't tell that to well, Pete Carroll. Sure. But, no one was circling this year as the year to compete, I guess is 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 again, Pete Carroll would say differently, but I'm saying from from the general public standpoint, this was not supposed to be a year that we were supposed to win. Uh-huh. And we made the playoffs. We did. So this is like kind of the groundwork, right? this is this is this is the floor right now for I think what this team could achieve in theory. Okay. going forward. What's your confidence level in going forward, though? How high could they climb?
1: I mean, it feels premature for this conversation, given the Seahawks just in the playoffs. I feel like this is fair. It's fair. And it seems like a next week thing. But what I will say is that the ceiling is probably a divisional home game playoff round.
0: Sam, That's do you just... have any
1: disagreement or agreement?
2: Yeah. With yeah. That? Oh, yeah. I do. I I do not agree. <laughs> like, well, hold on. Let's just maybe I should make sure that I really understand the question. The question was this team in 2022 or more like the outlook in future years under the oh. guidance of Pete Carroll? Yeah, like that, through I think the latter, which right? is through
0: 2025 through 2025. So the next like three
1: years, basically. Mm hmm
2: okay got it yeah um you yeah, can go ain't, there, <laughs> there, there ain't no home
1: games in the playoffs happening <laughs> this year as the seven seed so yes
2: yeah yeah okay I just, so you, just to...
1: so you disagree with what i
2: just said yeah so you think the best that pete carroll is going to be able to do in the next three to four seasons is essentially more of the same which is like a well, a season, divisional a... home game is a
1: pretty legit. That means you're a top two seed in the NFC. So, I mean,
2: but you're so... implying that we lose that? Yes. Yeah. I think. I just can't yeah. doubt him after this season. Like, there's too many similarities to me, between, like, 2011, 2012 buildup, to our Super Bowl runs to this team just in terms of like hitting this draft out of the park in like key positions at corner tackles running back you know i don't think that they're gonna let dk go anywhere anytime soon and like i don't know that gino's gonna be the guy till 2025 it might be somebody else come in but i definitely think that Like I just don't think that I can sit here and say that Pete Carroll can't go win a Super Bowl with the nucleus of this team. Like I'm not saying that I expect us to win a Super Bowl, because I the odds would be for sure against us, but like it wouldn't surprise me at all to see us go to it like participate in an NFC championship game between now and twenty twenty five.
1: I feel like you guys think it's a massive disrespect by me to say like the ceiling is a home divisional playoff game because no, to I my don't. Mind, that's like a pretty damn good achievement. It's a, well, a great XC. achievement. I wouldn't, you have expect- our- I wouldn't have expected you to
0: say that. Like the way that yeah. you've been talking about Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, like you're thinking wild card at best. Like they're just a they're well. The a way I see
1: it is, team. there's no chance for him to win a Super Bowl again in Seattle. So that's my take. So why? keep going with something i mean if you're a one or two seed you definitely have a chance at a super bowl well obviously statistically i'm saying realistically i think there's two different (laughs) arguments there yeah obviously we have a chance at
2: super bowl this year yeah yeah i think it comes down to like the macro point here is like obviously justin you've been very critical and like wanted to move on of pete carroll but i i i and i think both connor and i too have like we've been reading the writing on the wall as well going into this season, but I think you see the way that the draft panned out, the way that the team is kind of like playing for each other. And like Pete Carroll seems to be very much do it. Like he's doing his thing that he's we've done a seen remarkable him do before. Job. He's done a remarkable like, job. I think maybe this might be the his best, of the best
0: coaching job of his tenure here there. in Seattle.
1: It has it's, to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I think like the heart of the question is, reflecting on the regular season it for sure makes you feel differently about the next run through 2025 now whether that includes an nfc west division championship or an <clears throat> nfc championship birth or a super bowl berth or even a super yeah. bowl win who knows but i think at this point today we're all way more optimistic about what pete carroll and john schneider still have left to do
1: hundred percent. Me too. Right. I mean, if you asked me
2: this question before
1: the season, then I would say like, you know, the Seahawks are the worst team, like (laughs) ship them out to Oklahoma city. Right. Like that's what I'd be saying about this team.
2: Whoa. 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 Too soon. Too soon. Look,
0: if you guys would have told me at the beginning of the year that we would have a winning record, we would make the playoffs and still have a top five pick in the draft. I mean, where oh, they told he's... you to
1: go to a weird planet that, you know, we're getting yeah. a top five pick out of the Denver yeah. trip. Like, no chance. Unreal. Yeah. So, perfect. Unreal. What do you think? But...
2: What do you think the ceiling is, Connor? Do you think they can win the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: spe- especially like,
1: that well, is it's such a weird yeah. event. oh we can win a super bowl now it's like a use like what do you realistically think our ce- ceiling is because like every team's ceiling is the super bowl. i i mean i think this this next draft is the is the pivotal moment yeah
0: like that that's the defining moment if they can actually get back to a super bowl because because they hit on two or three drafts in a row to mm-hmm. get to the last super bowl right yep or last set of super bowls yeah 10 11 team. 12
1: yeah. those, those were yeah Those three
0: years were unreal drafts. So So, this draft, they need to nail it in order to really probably realistically become contenders. But yeah, I mean, the upside of this team for sure. Like the the NFC is not scary, man. I mean, like the the 49ers are good. (laughs) Okay. They're good. Yeah, but they're very good. They're going to stay very good, good. (laughs) but they're going to start to run into some cap issues here coming up pretty quickly on that defense. Yeah. You got Fred Warner. They're not paying. Has he gotten paid yet? So Fred Warner hasn't gotten paid yet. Has he?
1: I don't know. I I would have to look at
0: it. Bosa hasn't gotten paid yet. For sure. Correct.
1: Uh, who are a couple? I just think Shanahan's a
2: freaking good coach, and it's like. I mean, look what he's doing with
1: Brock Purdy. I mean, it's just you know.
2: Yeah, he's a
1: good coach until
0: it becomes the big game. (laughs) Then he's a terrible coach. So is this
1: the big game right now? This Saturday?
2: Oh yeah, it's got it. Pressure's
1: on them, man. (laughs) Pressure's on them. We're playing with house money right now. Pete Carroll's riding around on scooters. (laughs) Oh yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. you see I that down, i guess around the corner there yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. In the hallway I,
1: I guess before we get to the game and i don't mean
0: to backtrack here and i know that we're running long on this segment but take take us all back to sunday sam i know you were painting but you were listening to the the game on the radio and then i don't know if you ended up watching sunday night football or not with the lions and, and packers game and the yeah. result there but like going into Sunday and then going to sleep Sunday, like walk, th- walk me through your emotions throughout the day. Uh, aside from the painting, I understand that's like yeah. frustrating, boring, monotonous work, but I can really see that was. stuff.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was in my happy place just doing manual labor. It, it's a well, nice change of pace. In the
0: background's not bad too. So
2: yeah, it was a nice change of pace from staring at screens all day. So um. I mean, I was definitely, there's a lot of anticipation for the game to start. Like I was listening to music on the radio all morning and I was just like, kept checking my watch. Like when is the game? Like Is it one thirty yet or one Oh five? Well, I forget what time it started. One I think. Game.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was like,
2: okay, do I cut over now? Like, do I cut over and get some pregame? Like I was just like a lot of the most built up anticipation for a game Since the Broncos game, I would say for me, like I couldn't wait for that Broncos game to start, but like just a lot of anticipation and build up. And then I think just with the way that the game went. You know, I don't. I never really I was really calm about it, I think, probably maybe had something to do with, like, listening to it on the radio versus like watching it. And I'm also, you know, kind of distracted painting or whatnot. But the general vibe that I had during the game was, like, I had this weird confidence that we were just going to win, and part of that, too, was just, like, the Rams are so depleted with key injuries that there's just, like, I could not, going into the day, I couldn't imagine us losing to the Rams. Like, that's how I felt. That's how I felt, (laughs) and, like, I know that it was nip and tuck and very (laughs) close the entire time, and, like coming down to Meyer's foot and all this. And it was like oh boy. way closer than I anticipated it to be. But like for most of the game, I was generally calm. Like, Oh, we'll like, we'll take care of it in the end. We're the better team right now for sure. Well, when it came down towards the end of the fourth quarter, your boy was real nervous. Stopped <laughs> painting, sat down in a lawn chair in the middle of my empty house <laughs> And listen to the game, and when Myers missed that first kick, before the radio analysts could tell me that it missed, you could hear it through their mics. It was so loud in the stadium, oh, thong, and like, oh my god, was so loud. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck. I think yeah. Caroline thought I fell off a ladder or something. She comes running downstairs. <laughs> um, uh, so it was pretty epic, but like really cool, really good game and then to me after that it's like out of our control i wasn't stressing about it but like the lions packers game was also just like pretty most games were just wild so Mm -hmm. i don't know a little bit of a weird vibe that i had in the sense that like maybe it was just because you know i predicted this team to go three and ten or two and or what three and 14 14 14, Yeah. yeah trying to do math here uh not very well which which uh, which team were we talking about yeah i'm (laughs) still on the husky train here Um, always are but i think because i had such low expectations i was just like really just enjoying the moment i guess yep um but i didn't get a chance to watch much of the lions packers game i was checking in on it as it went so i'd Mm -hmm. love to get if one of you two watched that game i'd love to like hear what that experience was like because that was like not looking very good for a, for a moment Yeah, i was there. just
0: following it on my phone so justin did you get a
1: chance to watch it i watched the end okay which was the you know the part where the yeah, lions the important it, obviously part. yeah yeah ben johnson offensive coordinator for the lions called your to... next seahawks coach according to justin oh man <laughs> not the time, not the time, not okay, the time.
0: <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have even brought up that topic. It blew 15 minutes in our
1: episode. I'm sorry. Called two brilliant drives to lead Jared Goff and the Lions to a win over Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. I mean, with a team nothing to play for, and how hard yep. the Lions played, bit off kneecaps for Dan Campbell. I mean, what an indictment, though, on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean, you can't score more than 16 points at home against the Lions. And I understand their defense has improved a little bit, but they're still not that great of a defense. I mean, that is just pitiful.
2: With the playoffs on the line.
1: On the playoffs, mm-hmm. on the line. Yeah, everything probably to play wouldn't for. have done much in the playoffs probably sure whatever but you have everything to play for there and
2: they were a, i mean
1: they were honestly a pretty hot team coming into that they game. were they'd won four straight or whatever it was yep. uh yeah an abomination honestly on the packers i was what i was thinking but yeah i was really happy that the Beautiful. lions Chef's yeah they, they went to the bag of tricks though and if they didn't have oh, yeah. um you know nothing to play for i don't know if they would have been as maybe they would have i don't know but there's a one they might screen, have. they screened past to amon ross st brown who pitched it back to deandre swift and sw- did well, like a hook and ladder for action for like 15 second. yards it was like oh my god yeah second it was like down. second yeah. and 15 <laughs> yeah, or yeah, run a hook and ladder
2: yeah sure why not hook and ladder screen at that it was a,
1: yeah yeah
0: pretty wild yeah i, I mean God, the events of Sunday were just crazy. I I was in similar boat to Sam as far as just like it's very low expectations going in as far as that goes. Um, and I mean we all, I think we all had that sentiment though. Going like, based on how we were on the podcast last week, we were like, yeah. I mean, we don't expect to be recording next week unless we're doing like a season wrap, which doesn't need to happen immediately anyway. Um, but I said, yeah, obviously we'll jump on if if we're playing in the playoffs uh half jokingly little did I think that we actually would would be there. Um God bless
1: Dan Campbell and God mm. bless yeah the Lions. Man. The if, brand new Lions as they say on the Pat McAfee. They're show. a fun
0: team man yeah I uh, <clears throat>
1: Like I'm I f- I almost feel bad taking their place in the playoffs cuz I would have liked to oh, see Oh, America would have liked to see the Lions much over the Seahawks. Yes. Let's not kid ourselves. So they they would have like the- they're, they're way hotter than we are oh, yeah. They won like six the 7 and eight games. 1 or something. Yeah, 6 and 2 yeah. in the last eight, whatever it is. Yeah, they
2: Yeah. The the, the funny so, thing that I think about is like Dan Campbell strikes me as the kind of guy that would like get up more to like spoil the Packers and Aaron Rodgers season than he would to like make the playoffs himself. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that like, yes, would just be so pumped to just stick it to somebody like Aaron Rodgers. That's basically
0: what he said though. And like what the players said, they're like, yeah. if we're not going, you're not going.
2: Yeah. Ed, he's just a crazy dude. I mean, he's absolutely yeah. batshit crazy. And the other part of it too, that I thought was interesting is like, I mean, obviously we're all, indirectly lions fans because they did us a solid but like when was the last time a hard knocks team was like actually good pretty good
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute it's been I, don't a know. Long I don't know what the, i mean they weren't that good but when the cowboys were on it a couple years ago did they make i, I would say know. they're
2: like fairly similar to this lions team right but yeah. like they under i would say that cowboys team didn't meet expectations where this lions team probably exceeded yeah. expectations, yeah. especially towards True, the end right. of the season. Mm-hmm. But it was just another interesting anecdote that crossed my mind on Sunday. was just like, <clears throat> usually that's such a distraction. And, you know, I don't know. I think everybody was rooting for the Lions, but we'll take it. <laughs> we, will.
0: we will. We will. So that leads us to this weekend, which is Seahawks at Niners round three. Um, or I guess Seahawks versus Niners, round three, but at in in Santa Clara, one thirty, Saturday on Fox. So we're the first game of the w- magical Wild Card weekend. Heavy underdogs, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy underdogs. Mm-hmm. Understandably so. Uh, line is the is the biggest of any of the playoff games. Uh, Seahawks are nine and a half point underdogs. I think as of this moment, I think the line it opened anywhere from nine and a half to ten and a half kind of depending on where you looked um hasn't changed too much i don't think um correct me if i'm wrong i just thought
2: today or this this evening was still nine and a half okay
0: yeah so you're seeing you're seeing bets on both sides that i guess people think that you know Again, it's hard to beat a team three times, right? That's that's basically basically yeah. the ringing mantra right now going through the the headquarters at V Mac. Um, we're playing with house money. Look, we made the playoffs. The Niners have all the pressure on them. If there is any scenario, Justin, that we win this game, how does it happen? How do we spoil the
1: Niners' party on on a Saturday? We get to Brock Purdy. He's been too okay. comfortable, honestly.
0: I that's that's a less complicated answer than I anticipated from you. I was thinking, oh, like, I mean, the the realistic like answer, five yeah, we turnovers. have turnovers, yep, five turnovers,
1: yes. fake punt, you yeah. know, the whole thing, right? But no, that's what I was expecting. Really, uh, is to get to Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, that's that's it. He's gonna have to make plays, point. you know, especially on those third and probably mediums, probably not long, if we're gonna be realistic here. So he's going to have to make plays. How do we disrupt him? How do we make him feel uncomfortable? Yeah. We can sit here and say, do we have a lot of confidence this team can do that? Probably not going against the 49ers and our pass rush, but you never know, right? That's why you play the game on the field. So definitely getting to the quarterback and then, on offense, I think the biggest thing is our center and right guard. You need to give Gino enough time to step up in the pocket. We found, we've seen when Gino has time to step yeah. up into the, po- the pocket, he's been really, really, really good. And the games where he God, hasn't he's been so good, good at that too. Oh, like he's so he's, good, mm-hmm. so good at it. Uh, That's uh, re- been
0: like one of the one of the
1: most refreshing things. in night and day to Russell back. Wilson for sure, because Russell bails pretty early. That's what he's known yep. for. And yeah, I mean historically, he made a ton of plays, not this year. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, right. when Gino has time to throw and can step up, he finds receivers, he throws a dart, a dime, whatever it is but late, some of the later games when we've lost a lot, that hasn't been there so he's had to try to mm-hmm. make plays going to the side or being batted and interceptions so can the mm-hmm. center and right guard provide that interior uh, hold up play to allow Gino to step up I think that's the other key so really the, like line, the battle at the scrimmage I think is going to decide this game for sure it's a great answer.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think the one thing that I'd also add to it, and I know this is like going against the Justin Geiger Bible of football. Oh
1: God, here we go.
2: But I do, and I think you'd agree with me on this, is like establishing the run with Kenneth Walker, I think is going to be more important in this game than any other opponents that we play, just because that pass rush on, on the 49ers side of the ball is like the best way to combat, a really aggressive pass rush is to make them pay in the run game, make them pay in the quick hitting passing game, like get the ball out quick. It's just like, I feel like being able to establish some rhythm in the running game, quick hitting passing game, can't find ourselves in a position where we fall behind early because if we're in just obvious passing situations to Justin's point, like I don't think any of us are sitting here feeling like we have a ton of faith in our interior offensive line to hold up against the 49ers front seven and like if we fall behind early and we're in obvious passing situations I think that's a really bad spot for this team and so I think if we can kind of <clears throat> plug away try to avoid like as best as we can those obvious passing downs and you know I think that would be really helpful and just in terms like as the perspective I'm taking on that is like, how do you neutralize one of their team's like greatest strengths, which is their pass rush? I think you
1: could turn it around too. Like, how do you, how do you not let them tee off on our, our run game as well? I mean, there's a common sentiment in football that the run sets up the pass. I argue the opposite, but neither here nor there. (laughs) I think that when you found, we've found the most success against the 49ers is when we've, Gone quicker, honestly, a little hurry up because they've teed off on us all game. We've scored, besides the three minutes left, essentially, in the last time we played the 49ers, we've scored what 13 points on them. And one of them was a defensive touchdown, right? When we played them in the second game, it was a blocked blocked field goal for a blocked field goal, right? Yeah. So I think we have to keep them guessing, not allow them to make as many defensive substitutions and have a real good game plan going in. Yeah on where to attack them so they can't sub and get tired. yeah
2: i think we're we're saying the same sentiment is like we need to figure out a way to neutralize their front seven the best that right. we can and like yeah i think there's a couple ways that you can do it unfortunately we're one of the worst screen teams and <laughs> by far in, right. in the world <laughs> It's like, that's kind of like the obvious place all of our heads go to is like... In,
0: in league history, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. I sent
1: you guys a chart the other week, That's right? exactly it was like what I had just... in my mind.
2: Yeah. Off the charts bad. It's so bad. <laughs> but, I thought know, Russell
0: that... was the problem too, but that's obviously it, not the case.
2: <laughs> it ain't him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, a well-timed screen or even some like draw plays, like whatever those plays are that you can neutralize, like a really aggressive rush up the field defense is like not really been our strong suit so i think we're gonna have to play like uncharacter uncharacteristically well in a couple of areas that we haven't seen us be super successful at outside i do agree with justin like the hurry up offense i think is something that we've seen some success and some rhythm in but to me, that's if we're going to win, we're going to have to figure out a way to deal with that front seven because they're linebacker. And Justin's point about running the ball is also valid. Like, running the ball against this front seven is not like focusing on just the run is not a recipe for success. Like, their two linebackers are so good. Yeah. Probably two of the top five linebackers in the country right now. So, like, it's got to be a balance attack. Keep them on their heels, keep them guessing. It's going to have to be a masterful scheme and play calling sheet for Waldron. If we're going to win.
0: Which he has not shown in a little while here. Right. So, yeah, I mean, offensively, it's going to be rough going. We already know that Niners are by far the best defense in the whole, whole league. That front Mm -hmm. seven is one of the best at this last decade, I would say. Um, yeah, and the weather is going to be sloppy too. So it, it leans towards running the football a bit. It's going to be tough going. Like it's going to be a lot of no gains, one yard probably at the beginning. But the, I think the only way that the Seahawks win this game is if it's a low low scoring fest. And and that leads me to, to the other point and on the other side of the ball, which you guys haven't really talked about, is we have to be able to stop the 49ers rushing attack in some way. You know, you're not going to stop it, I guess, but you have to contain it. And that's 1A is Christian McCaffrey, 1B is Debo Samuel. And listen,
2: 1A what? is Cody Barton locked up.
0: Look, Cody's played a little <laughs> bit better the last two games. I have to give him that, but I don't have a lot of
1: confidence in the guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't I think, have any
1: comment on that. I, I just think, think it's uh, so crazy that you can't look, engage. In I that will say that,
0: that Tanner Muse and uh, Jordan Alexander, whatever his last name is, um, yeah. the guy that filled in last week uh, at, the, at the other linebacker role, they played all right last week. I mean, I mean that's that's against the Rams and before the that B against team the Jets. The Rams, so I get it. So. Yeah. So, so I get it, but um listen
2: you know what's gonna be the I, I mean jordan team.
0: jordan brooks was not blowing my pants off by any by any means Going like before that so. your
2: pants off okay yeah. got it <laughs> understood what blows I your smell- pants off um, yeah. that's a different podcast i think i smell what you're stepping in
0: <laughs> well i am the only one with a baby so if we want to start this talk right now we can <laughs> i said a different podcast yeah <laughs> different
2: podcast okay <laughs> yeah. got it Anyways, I think uh, we all have nightmares of Christian McCaffrey running a Texas route in man to man coverage with Cody. Yeah, easy. That's gonna be yeah. that's gonna go well, for I, six. <laughs> I, I do think just
0: I think I do think Justin's point about getting after Brock Purdy and getting his face. It I, I tell I I will tell you that if Quandre Diggs picks off that pass in the last game against the Niners totally at home, different. It could be a completely different and game. Homer, and Homer, right? I, didn't he fumble it too? Uh, yep. Yep, yeah, that was on like the like the next driver, the drive after that or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It really
2: was not an uncompetitive game. No, 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 we
0: we shot ourselves in the foot several times in like the middle portions of that game to to keep it not as close as it should have been. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it's, it's obviously not likely. Right. Um, and I think we're going into that like realistically, but it wasn't likely for us to make the playoffs. And this is the NFL. Any given Sunday, you know, That's or inside you play the in game this, in this case. That's why you play the game and we have nothing to lose. It really is hard to be a team three t- times. Pete Carroll tends to come up with game plans in these types of games that surprise opponents. If we're aggressive, like, I mean, we should play like we have nothing to lose. Right. I mean, we should be playing loose. So if we go game. for
1: it on, or if we punt on a fourth and one, I'm going to lose my shit i'm gonna absolutely yeah, there's
0: no shot. reason more so to than normal
1: there uh, yeah
0: we shouldn't even see michael dixon out on the field oh <laughs> fourth and 20 go <laughs> unless, unless 20. it's for an onside kick <laughs> <laughs> yes um maybe not maybe not quite that quite that aggressive but i mean th- they should be relatively aggressive in this game though as aggressive as they've as they've been this year they should be they should be that in this game yeah um do you guys want like we'll we'll say the the denver talk i think for the for the next episode sure do you guys want to talk through the prop prop bets real quick or do we just want to move on um we're not doing like money or anything like that on this one but just didn't know if you like just for discussion's sake as far as like these are the prop bets that mgm puts up and we can take the over or under each of us can go roundhouse style and
2: yeah we can
1: rip through them let's just yeah, make let's our do no conversation let's just let's let's just go for it
0: okay first one Debo Samuel this this the so uh, the, the first five are receiving yards so Debo Samuel over or under 42 and a half
2: over
1: under who mm, no over sorry sorry over for sure Table. Fine, I'll take the under then.
0: Okay, I think they fine. target Kittle a lot. They will. They don't even need.
2: Okay. 42 yards. I'll take my money. That's yeah,
0: Sam and I there. are going to the bank. All right, next. He, well, he honestly isn't even like receiving next! threat isn't his biggest threat. Okay. <laughs> fine. Yeah, you're right. We're not supposed to talk about this. Noah Fant, 25 and a half. I'm taking the under on that. I'm gonna take the under. 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 I don't think he's even targeted in this game.
2: Will Disley's uh, going to have a
1: hell of a game. Will
0: Disley sucks. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: kidding. <laughs> he's <laughs> injured.
0: <laughs> Kenneth Walker, over, under 10.5.
1: Over.
2: Receiving yards? Over. Over. Over.
1: over. over. Has to. That's
2: one catch. Has baby. to.
1: Has to. I think it's under. I don't really.
0: Think I it in that, After we just in had that, that whole
2: conversation about screens and stuff?
0: Yeah, how we're so good at them.
2: But he only needs one to work. <laughs> he has to have
1: be more involved than ten. I think yards. DJ Dallas is but your better bet for that. <sighs> I don't know. All right. DJ oh, Dallas We're is out. low key been really good. We're not talking. All, right. All, right. All right. All right. DK DK
0: Madcalf, 62 and a half. Jesus Christ. Justin wants Ooh. to end this episode so bad.
1: No, is this we don't we we have some we have more to talk about. We do, yeah. we do. you right. Uh under for DK. Yeah, I would lean under as well.
0: I just don't, there's not, we're going to throw the ball, but like, it's supposed to be like really bad. I think We're spreading Saturday. it around it.
2: I'm going to go over. Right. I think I that DK right. is going to get a long, run. I like I your like,
0: confidence. DK has, he has disappeared. in yeah, this. I don't offense. think
2: he's going to dominate, but I think he'll have like one, very like a 45 player. yard. Yeah. Yeah. Around. I hope you're right. Brandon
0: over. Iuke over
1: under 45 and a half. I will take the over on that. I'm going to take the, that's under. who I think they target under. more than Depot. Uh, I think under. Kittle's going for this game. Kittle it's going to be Kittle-McCaffrey Kittle- McCaffrey game. Debo. You didn't have McCaffrey receiving yards on here, but I'd go 70. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <you're> probably not <laughs> I far is, off. He's going to hook
1: this game. Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, McCaffrey versus our linebackers is no bueno. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's where I think
0: they'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Rushing yards no. Geno Smith over under 15 and a half. Way over. over. Yeah, he'll scramble. Uh, over, over, under on Kenneth Walker's 60 and a half. Under.
2: Over. Over. I think,
0: I think under only because we're probably going to be playing catch up. Um, Christian McCaffrey over, under 74 and a half. Over.
1: Way over. Like over. double. He goes for 120 and maybe 70, 80 receiving type of.
2: Day. I think yeah. he's going to be 200 plus
1: Yeah, all purpose.
0: Cool. Well, we're predicting great things for the Hawks on Sunday <laughs> then. Um, I mean, hey, again, got, we're playing with house. Mar- like, th- I wouldn't pretty game doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. This game does not.
1: Well, matter. it does. Right. I mean, you're a fan of the Seahawks. You want them to win. It's a playoff. Sure.
0: Game, sure. Right? In its essence. Sure. It matters that way. I'm saying for like the outlook of like where we like wanted to really where this team's really going to be
1: in the window. This is not the window. Yet, sure. But right? you're not going to say the Huskies make the top four. And it's like, well, they, you know, we're early. We're not going to win. So They're not. Uh, that's you a know? different situation. It's that's the, a semifinal already. Like, I, I, yeah, it's the same but concept. I, it's I the get principle it I of I the it. matter. It's the principle that only matters. So I just love I, okay.
2: when Justin like uses my verbiage. It makes me feel like I've made such an influence. It's a good that. argument. Is it not, Sam? It. It's a it's a fair argument. It's fair. Oh, whatever. Really. whatever. When it's based, when it's a principled matter, it's always fair. <laughs>
0: um, I'll just tease this for the next episode that the one downside of this last Sunday, um, was Denver winning and results not going our way that our pick, our pick that we inherit from them dropped from three to number five. So, mm-hmm. Definitely changes things, but we're still getting a top five pick. And if you take back like the whole season and if you just gave us like out of context, if you just gave us a top five pick from that Denver trade, we would take it in a heartbeat. So oh, yeah. I'm still running with that. And I'm 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 high on that, um, even though it's a little bit of a bummer based on what we were going in with this last week. Ken Walker, Tariq Woolen, rookie of the year candidates. I'll just tease this like obviously like the dogs are are, are hot right now. You had the Mariners with a rookie of the year and Julio Rodriguez. The Kraken just had Matty Beneers in his full rookie season just make the all-star game mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. NHL. I mean, this is a good time to be a Seattle sports fan. Like, yes, it's as good as it's been in our lifetime, probably as far as just like the outlook and potential of some of these young cats and the teams that could be building yeah. around them.
2: Hopefully we'll we'll realize that in in yeah. the coming th- years. This is all
0: this is all that like based on like what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean this is this is this is not a given or anything, but the potential that of what could happen sky's the limit for oh, man. it could be like the Boston
2: area in the late two thousands. Yeah. When I mean, you have like yeah. the Celtics, the Bruins, Bruins. and Obviously uh, the Patriots. And Patriots. It was like all yeah. Red like, Sox. Yep. Red Sox were one of the four too. major world champions mm-hmm. in like two to three years, period. Wild. That'd yeah. be insane. I, I don't think quite that
0: that is going to happen, but like we could have deep runs in the playoffs with all these teams. which Man, would be the Kraken. How about their so, so.
1: run though? Just for a second. I mean, their Canada trip is, and I think where yeah. we're in Buffalo, East Coast, been, yeah. In Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Whew. going into Boston,
0: top team in the league on a Dude. Thursday. Dave, this is, is going to
2: release. So, yeah, six straight. They're good. Maddie Beniers is so good. He's like good. I know that I've talked about good. it on this podcast before, but I went to he's, his. No, you home... you've hyped him up, Sam. Yeah. I, I went mean, to like, his home he's... rookie debut, and like you know i'm fairly new to hockey in the last i would say 5 years i've been watching it more seriously my in-laws are very into hockey so i kind of picked it up from them and then obviously when we got our own team started watching it more intently but like it's not so dissimilar to other sports that like watching the superstars in their particular sport they even among the best of the best they just look different whether it's mm-hmm. Dribbling the ball up the court, or cutting through the lane, or running a route in in football. Like watching somebody like, you know, Connor McDavid skate and like carry the puck. It's different. It's just like butter. It looks so easy, and it's obvious that he's better than everybody else on the ice. Like in Matty Benier's home debut, I saw flashes of that. Where it's just like, he is the real deal like I don't know how yeah. good he's going to end up being sure he's already an like, all-star though but he's already an all-star him and him and Julio in the same city is gonna be like fucking well and that's that's you what I was gonna say faces Sam. of the franchise in the MLB and the NHL on both of those right. guys
0: well that's what I was gonna say though Sam is the is the fact that um you saw uh, Matty Beniers in his in his home debut uh, for for the Kraken. And I was able to, to witness Julio up close and yeah. personal in Everett that a lot of the same thoughts entered my my brain whenever I was yeah. watching him. And I mean, obviously, that's that's minor leagues. It's against lower competition and stuff. But like you can just tell with that type of talent, just it's just different. The, the way that it came off his bat was just different yeah. whenever whenever you watched him um even in that in in that setting so i totally relate to you on on this um as far as that comes and you've been praising maddie veneers from the beginning man so like hats off to you i mean he's good
2: you've Been totally on I mean, also let's not like i don't he's a number two that pick. Much pra- he's a number two pick it's not that yeah bold, no I, but like i get but like i mean
0: I don't think uh, most people didn't predict him to have this type of year this early, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. you've been pretty high on him for the beginning that like he, yeah, he could have this upward projector trajectory.
2: I'm just a um, little bit pissed at myself for not pulling the trigger and getting his Jersey even before he was called up to yeah. the roster. <laughs> but that yeah, would go against your risk, principles though. though, right? It would go against would. my principles. It would. You can't have a Jersey of somebody that's
0: younger than you. So how are you going to do that with the NHL team?
2: What do you mean?
0: Well, like almost all these guys are younger than you.
2: I picked Jamie Oleksiak. I think he's technically younger than me, but he's more. He's like he's 30 within the year. You know, yeah. He's also 92. six, seven. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like big rig is a nickname. So I I made an yeah. exception and it's like you know, right. technically he's younger than me, but same birth year. So I was going to say Giordano
0: might have been your only hope there, but he was only with the team for <laughs>
2: no Four there months, was a couple there was a couple months. options like i was thinking tana i think is potentially older than me
0: okay i like tana yeah but but yeah i went
2: with big rig and feel good about it
0: i like it. i like it it's fine boy I, let's just I, we'll just continue talking about the kraken now and then we'll we'll switch to dogs in a second but um yeah undefeated in 2023 six straight wins as as we teased five on the road this road trip has been nuts i mean against some tough teams too. toronto uh edmonton got payback in their place. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we have Boston coming up here and they're the best team in the league. We're third place in the Pacific division right now. And we're actually four points behind Vegas and we have two less games played than them. So we potentially could be tied on, on, uh, on, on, on points there. If we were to win those two games in hand, I don't know what they call it in hockey, but that's what they call it in soccer. Um, term. I like the term. <laughs> the terminology here um so we're hoping for playoff hockey we're in position for that right now how incredible would that be for i, I think seattle would go nuts for playoff hockey like i think oh, people yeah. would turn out for that oh yeah so i think seattle
2: is just like a big enough town and like the kraken of i mean I, I was lucky enough to go to a couple i think we all been to a few games in last season and like Maybe definitely part of it was like the novelty of the new team and the new arena or whatever it is. But like it was definitely a sceney, like it's a place to be at a Kraken game in Seattle with last season. And it's so like, I'm sure that I haven't been to a game yet, but I'm sure that's continued like full house, well-supported yeah. team. Now that we're playing better, that fanfare is only going to continue to grow. Right. If we roll into the Stanley cup playoffs, and we host a game. I mean, Oof. shit, look what happened with the Mariners. I mean, it's a little bit different because obviously we have so much like yeah, history that, and we've I been through so much those, shit,
0: but like, but like what I'm equating turns out for is successful like, teams.
2: Yeah. What I'm equating that to is like, if one of our, you know, top four sports teams, when we get the Sonics back eventually, like when yeah. our teams are in the playoffs, Seattle shows up. Sure. I, mean, I mean, even the sounders
1: right like you know yeah get, yeah the playoff games they've sold sixty thousand plus right so oh, yeah
2: it's like we show up for our sports teams when they're good
1: yep <laughs> we're fair weather
0: but we show up when they're good for sure yeah. um yeah so i mean that would be nuts if if we if we made the the stanley cup playoffs and and um i i I I think we'd have a chance, man. Like this this team is just they're they grind it out, man. Like they're like the firepower on offense that they have now. I mean, they're scoring like three or four goals in the first period, like all road trip, which right is now. bizarre
2: because this yeah. roster is not that much different from like.
0: No, I I think it's deeper though. I think that's one of the keys. Like, it, and obviously you have like the effect of Maddie Baneers. Everyone's a little bit older as well, and like the chemistry right. is better. Play together, um, yeah. So but I, I I mean the 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 signings of Borkstrand and uh what's the other B guy that came in.
2: Oh, I know who you're talking about. I I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it. Oliver name.
0: Borkstrand and then the other guy that came in. This I'll offseason. They were like the two they were the two biggest. Off-season I know who you're off-season talking off-season. about, but uh he's got we like- obviously know our hockey right here. Um <laughs> And then just, we just signed someone off of waivers from Buffalo, the Tolvanen guy or whatever. Yeah, and he's slotted into like our third line. Like the the four lines are just a lot deeper. You Burakovsky. got you find guys on like Burakovsky. So thank you. So Andre Burakovsky, yeah. So you 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 add those get two guys to the mix, and then you add like someone like a Tolvanen, and the emergence of Jared McCann, like as far as like him really taking over that like leading goal goal scorer role. Yeah, Matty Beneers, and suddenly you get like four or five players in the mix and your lines are just a lot deeper. You know, like you, well, that's like what I'm the saying. That is guys like... on your second line last year or on like your fourth line this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at our points leaders, Yanni Gord is what? one, two, three, four, five, sixth, yeah. And so like the fact that you're getting the level of production that we are out of some of these familiar faces from last year, whether it's Eberly, Dunn, McCann, Gord, Done's like,
0: been nuts recently. Yeah, like as a defense. Where was too. this last like, year?
2: So it's just like yeah. been really promising. That you know, like unfortunately, root sports are a bunch of assholes. So I don't mm. get to watch the games that often. <laughs> right. But like when I go and watch a recap, or like I see the score recap, and I've seen us put up like a couple of snowman games, like eight eight yep. goals. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think we scored eight goals in one game all season last year and i think we've done it twice yeah. in the last like two weeks
0: yeah yeah it's pretty That's crazy insane. and then on the on the on the flip side you're getting like way more solid defense just in general yeah. but more consistent goaltending as well that that was a huge issue last year was oh, the yeah. goaltending.
2: yeah martin um, jones they, i been... mean they
0: definitely lacked firepower on offense but the 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 goaltending was rough last year and grubauer is still kind of having his up and downs but martin jones has been pretty solid so, yeah, I liked what I saw from Jones up.
1: when I went to the game the other week against the Blues. Yeah. I mean, the Kraken kind of was dominated the, Blues, the yeah. whole game. But yeah. uh 538 gives the Kraken 85% chance to make the playoffs. Really?
0: It. Wow. It's well, it's it's top three in each division, right? And then there's right. like a wild card or something like that's that. My too, yeah. From each
1: conference yeah. or something like that. But so. that's what's
2: kind of surprising to me, is like we're at three right now. And what are we like at the midpoint of the season? How
1: many games are there? Are there uh, 80, yeah, we're like literally.
2: I think this yeah. is the
0: forty-first game that was either just played or is played yeah. on, uh, on Thursday.
2: Eighty-five percent—that's that's good odds. I mean, to be yeah.
0: fair, the Seahawks had like ninety-something percent. Oh, chance it's to all odds, you know. Yeah, in the, decision, in the but
1: all that—that just, that just is shows how good the cracking have been, though. I
0: mean, they have been very yes. good, very true, very good. I I did not anticipate this quick of a of a turnaround in their second season, so. I know there was um, that there was that stack
2: going around like a month or two ago where it was like we had won our 19th game or something. And it was like, yeah, it had to have been in November or early December. And it was like, yeah, we got our 19th win last season in like end of February. Yeah. Like three months (laughs) ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm, So, yeah, yeah. it's been it's been cool. Root Sports, if you're listening, get your shit together. I want to watch the damn team. Just get an app.
0: Just get an app that we can subscribe to like that's like, yeah, pay 10 bucks us. A yeah. month. yeah, like
2: we'll all pay I'd, it. Yeah, I would pay. Yeah, like I need it. I'm probably going to have to switch from YouTube TV to Fubo just so I can watch Mariners and Kraken games. But like Fubo is yeah. nowhere near as good as YouTube TV in my no. mind. Yeah, the interface is
0: pretty shitty. Uh, The couple yeah. times that I've signed up for the free free trial. But anyway, uh, before we move on to more football with the dogs, obviously we, we kind of left out the predictions for the Seahawks Niners game. So thank you, Justin, for reminding me about um us on our score project pr- predictions. It's probably because I don't anticipate this going very well. But um, so what's your prediction? You kind of uh, you I'll, yeah, lay- I'll start or, it off. Yeah. I. Th- i think the i think the niners barely cover i think it's i think i think it ends up being a 10 point game uh we lose 33 no sorry 27 17
1: mine is very similar so i'll go uh and maybe sam will have something to surprise us um Will it be a surprise? Gonna, he's going to be optimistic, <laughs> Sam, here for yeah. us. Uh, so I'll leave him for the end. Uh, fun stat I saw on Twitter today. I think it was Aaron Levine. Um, since 2000, divisional opponents in the playoffs have played 31 times. Only six mm-hmm. have gone 3-0 and uh, against the other team Very now. Lovely. It is very hard not to rare, win three I games. Not before, uh, Very rare. The Seahawks have been one. Of, have been involved in one of those six. I believe the Rams in 04 came in here, and uh, one. Of, those are like the Tory Holt days of the Rams. Mark yeah. Bulger. I think Stephen yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Those was days. it Mark
2: Bulger then, or was it still Trent Green? I think I thought it was, it was Bulger, Bulger, but you it fact wasn't check Warner me. though. I think Warner no. was gone. I thought Warner I swear was it's gone. Bulger,
1: but you could fact check me. I it was probably.
2: It was yeah. probably Bulger. Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt. God, I used to hate the
1: Rams so much. Oh, I hated the Rams. I couldn't stand them. Um, With that said, I just think the 49ers have too much firepower and talent for where the Seahawks can overcome them. I have almost the exact same prediction as Connor. I have 28-17 49ers. Yeah.
2: All right, well, here's the deal. We hold them to a
0: couple field goals. They don't score four touchdowns on us. Okay, Justin, come on now. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Sam.
2: All right. This ain't no guess. This is what it's going to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> here we go. It's going to mute. <laughs> yeah, mute yourself. How about that? 20. Seattle Seahawks will score 20 points. The San Francisco 49ers 17. Jason Myers, game winner from 50+. plus in blustery, rainy, flooding conditions of the Golden State of California. In
0: overtime after he shanked one already or in regulation? this
2: is going to be straight up in reg.
0: He has not proven to be a clutch kicker,
1: but okay.
2: That's what I'm rolling with. You know, the
1: NFL always puts what they deem to be the worst game in the Saturday 1.30 time slot in the wild card. What time do we play? in the saturday 130 (laughs) time slot usually that's the afc south game however seahawks have been involved in that game before it was the saints versus the seahawks and they thought that was going to be a blowout in favor of the saints but the seahawks wasn't
2: there like some you know natural disaster that occurred on this day
1: there was a you know a registered earthquake down in south what? seattle yeah that one that one might have been on my birthday yeah that was a pretty good birthday was that eight the eighth yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. i that saw was that.
0: i was at the UW basketball game against oregon state because katie wow. got the tickets for my birthday wow. when that was going on because nice. i thought i was like we have no shot in this game like sure. yeah i'll go to the basketball game whatever and then people start going nuts in the arena and then it flashes up on the screen so i was like that was kind of cool but i was like oh shit i like missed the whole game (laughs) but did the the huskies win they did okay well yeah they were actually pretty good then that was our freshman my freshman year
1: the last time isaiah's last year so like the last time we made noise in the tournament sure yeah oh man a good uh husky they they have not made an appearance on the pod i wonder why too depressing to talk about. It's been about. rough, man. It I've told Sam this before. I don't know if I ever talked to the to this or about this to you,
0: Justin, because this might have been before your 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 contract was settled on the podcast. But mm. um husky basketball was really my first love as far as like you dub sporting events. Mm-hmm. Um that's because that's that's what I had grown up playing was basketball and our a U team would sometimes go to Husky basketball games. And that was in the emergence of the 2003, four five teams sure. with Will Conroy, Brandon Roy, Nate Robinson, Trey, Trey Simmons, Mike Jensen, Brockman. Bobby Jones. After that, yeah. uh, Brockman was a little bit later, a little later. When later when he, right. Yeah. And, but I mean, like, obviously like love Brockman as well, but like the emergence of those teams is what really made me fall in love with you dub. Like I had obviously followed football and like Marcus Sobo and like the Rose Bowl team and stuff like that before then. But like, I mean, UW football then kind of started to suck, you know, for through the middle 2000s. And that's when I kind of became in love with Husky basketball. And that's really what brought me to love UW was, you basketball. Seattle basketball has such a good circuit, AAU, like and just the talent coming up. There is no reason, no reason whatsoever that they should have an uncompetitive non-top 25 team year in and year out at UW. And that is consistently the product that we see. And it infuriates me even more because we don't have the Sonics in town now. So they don't have any competition as far as the basketball scene, like upper level basketball in the city. And they are... They're shitty. It's bad. It's, it's such a bad situation. And Mike Hopkins needs to be fired like yesterday. Um, And I don't know who the next guy to come in is, but they need a proven head coach because they rolled with the assistant route and that has not panned out well with Mike Hopkins. So that's all I'll say about that. They obviously need to take advantage of the Seattle basketball circuit too. Like they need to keep the guys that are coming out home and that'll be good enough (laughs) to land them in the top Twenty every year, maybe so, they just need anyway, Kalen. DeBoer that's my little. Or... That's my little rant about how to do basketball.
1: They need Kalen DeBoer to recruit basketball too, because I mean, I, I mean, a guy like that for basketball would obviously be the higher of the century.
0: But like, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to hire. I get it. Like, you never really know. But all I know is they need a proven head coach because Hopkins is not a CEO type coach. Like, he just he
1: yeah, he doesn't have it. You I think know? we have and enough offense... tape on Hopkins. Yeah, we just yeah, we have the enough... offense is just it's indescribably its bad. Yeah. It's it's so bad.
0: um. So I'm done. Uh, I mean, I'm the I've completely moved on from Husky haven't, basketball until they, I have watched a game
2: all season. And I think this will be the first season in my memory that I likely will not sit down and watch a game.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: Kim Grinnell says zero watch interest. Out Groups they might be exciting. So
2: Kim's a dipshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is um, <laughs> like I've stopped sometimes reading Dogman because I'm so irritated. With their some of their staff, like it's annoying pretty, so oh, much,
2: it's bad, it can be pretty can be bad,
1: pretty damn bad take. What, what were we tossing around the
0: other day?
2: The uh, Sarkeesian, oh, oh yeah, god. Dude.
0: yeah, oh. fucking Kim Grinnell's was defending Sark's ass when he went off on a staff member at From the, the Bowl. Bowl. god, yeah, and that, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no good reason for him to like, sure staff member probably shouldn't like be touching a coach like and like I mean uh, like that's a fair yeah. point like don't put your hands on someone whatever but in no way shape or form does it mean that you should be able to absolutely lose your shit on a yeah. dude for doing his job and to like me- like like he loses it like like he's staring off in a space one second and the next he's just beat red like a swelling at the top yeah. of his lungs forehead to forehead dude, yeah which screams to me that he has relapsed and that he's struggling with alcoholism again and that's obviously that's like that's, that's in yeah. and of itself like not, an, an but, issue yeah. and like I I wish Sark the best. He's always been kind of an asshole like from what I've heard yeah. um through the rumor mill in a lot of scenarios like as a as a human being. Um, but he definitely had a, a good impact on the program as far as what we're about to talk about when it comes to UW football. Um, so like I root for his career, but that guy just he can't seem to get out of his own way. He just always yeah. has something following him. So
2: it's it's we'll a, see what it's we'll a bad look. <laughs> it's a really yeah, bad and, look.
0: And them losing the Alamo Bulls like basically the worst outcome that you could imagine for Texas football. So um yeah. We'll see what we'll see what that if that buys them any time, but I doubt <laughs> it. All right. Let's talk about the dogs. We just have one brief update which will lead into, I'm sure, a 20-minute conversation here, but we'll see. Um
2: Well, Sam, you're trying to have some restraint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: our our boy, our boy, hmm. your namesake, Sam Heward, yeah, has entered the portal. Um, a day that, you know, we've been, we've been talking about could be a possibility for the last two years, you know, with a, with a coaching change. And then obviously with Michael Penix coming back, um, a sad day, uh, mostly just because of the legacy of the Heward name, I will say. Um, but,
2: uh, you know, that and the the fanfare that he came in with being a five-star, a five-star recruit. Yep top five highly sought program history supposedly highly sought after yep
0: and and definitely a very talented a talented kid and a a mature kid and a a good kid yeah um but he wants to play now you know and michael penix coming back means that he's not going to play now so he is off to greener pastures um he is he i mean he's in the portal i guess he hasn't committed to a school yet um but a, a very slim chance that that changes at this point um and uh yeah we'll see what what's in store for sam but what are your general thoughts on 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 that move uh sam and and what that means not only for him but for the program going forward um for outlook at, on, on qb after 2023 um yeah. and 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 the optics of of the whole thing in general
2: yeah i think the optics are fine and honestly you know i think the you know, citing the fanfare that he came in as a five-star local high school recruit and the the lineage of his father and his uncle, there's just a lot of emotion and, you know, there's just a lot of links to UW. So like any time that, you know, if this was ever gonna happen, regardless of the timing, it was always gonna be like a big story. But at the end of the day, it's really not a big deal to me. And I think it's a very simple thing that happened was, yeah, Michael Penix came back and that has something to do with this decision. And I know that's what he's telling all the media, like, oh, I want to play this year. So like, that's why I left. I call bullshit on that. Um, I know that like with his lineage and, and links to UW that if he had line of sight to being the heir to Michael Penix Jr. in 2024, he would have stayed. Yep. But the reality is, is what we've seen with the new coaching staff come in, there's never been any inclination that Sam Heward's even been Penix's backup. We've seen Dylan Morris come in as the backup multiple times throughout the season, and like we all ha- share the same opinion of Dylan Morris. He's he's not good. And so I think ultimately, when you look at it that way, I think they're behind the scenes and just with the way that DeBoer's handled... Different, but somewhat similar situations in recruiting and transfer portal world. Like I'm sure that he had a very difficult, but heart to heart conversation with Sam Heward. That was like, you're not what I'm looking for in a quarterback. And like, this is probably not the best fit. And quite honestly, I think the board probably told him like, we're pursuing a 2022, 2023 class transfer portal quarterback to replace, to like basically take your spot. Like, I think it was as open and as straightforward as that behind closed doors at Husky Stadium. And I think that you're going to see a transfer portal, a young transfer portal quarterback with two to three years of eligibility come in in the next month. And it'll be kind of just make things a little bit more obvious. But to me, the writing was on the wall when I forget which game it was towards the end of the season. Maybe it was Colorado. Where Dylan Morris played like the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. And like Sam Heward like basically went in to take a knee. It was like, that's not a good sign at all. Cause like Dylan Morris is a known quantity. And so at the end of the day, I think it's really unfortunate. We all probably wished and hoped that Sam Heward could have realized the potential and and the hype wearing purple and gold, but At the end of the day, in one year, DeBoer is eleven and two. Huskies top eight in the ranked number eight in in the country this season. Tremendous track record with developing quarterbacks, whether it's Jake Hayner, Michael Penix Jr. Like, it sucks. It's bittersweet. It's a tough. You know, you feel for the kid more than anything in this situation. But as a Husky fan, like not the least bit concerned about this at all. And I think to the optics of it, you know, I think tip of the cap to Sam Heward, I think he did it in a very classy, mature way. You know, well, like that's having... what I was
0: going to say is like you're, I mean, you might not be wrong about the circumstances and stuff like that, but if yeah. that's the case, like he has handled it with the utmost class as possible. Yeah. Yep. So,
2: yeah. So I think that's basically what happened. And, it is what it is that's just the name of the game of college football these days like yeah and you know if you're Sam Heward you it, it stings a little bit right now but you're it's kind of the beauty of college football these days it's like somebody like him's not locked into a shitty right. situation and that he can go on and like the rumors are he's going to go down to Cal Poly for a year to link up with sheldon cross his high school coach who just became the offensive coordinator down there and he'd like take a step down and level I'm
0: gonna play for paul wolf
2: it's possible like it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> it's just it's just
0: it's just a little hysterical to me just because i, mean, I didn't even
2: know that. paul wolf was down there
0: paul, paul wolf's the head coach now i at, had no idea how paulie yeah he just got the job like last month so
2: yikes i would maybe not advise him to go there <laughs> <laughs> i mean he, he'd be
0: he'd be more towards his coordinator so i mean like if if that's what he thinks is best for his career then he should do it but
2: yeah, and yeah i guess like i mean I, the yeah, last thought that i have on this too and i'll kick it to justin is like if i'm really looking at it from a purple lens perspective and and really husky fan centric like a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. And like looking to next season with all of these players that decided to come back, not only Michael Penix Jr., but you have Troy Fatanu. Likely it sounds like Romo Dunze is gonna come back, Jalen McMillan. You've got, you know, ZTF, Raylan, Raylan Trice, Trace. ZTF, Eddie U like mm-hmm. all these players are coming back that, like as a Husky fan, you're kind of just fucking putting all of your eggs in the 2023 basket and so like I know that this kind of poses the question of like who's your quarterback after Penix as a Husky fan right now I really just don't give a shit like let's go get this ship in Well, he's
1: he's certainly not on the roster right now that's that's my point yeah I mean I think Sam was 100% dead on yeah like it sucks he we were very high on him coming into the pot you know and seeing Dylan Morris play in 2021 it's like you know what are we doing you know let's get Hewitt, the whole thing right but yeah, yeah I mean as far as the program the Washington Husky football program who gives a shit you know and that's a, sad to say it's the business part of it but yeah. we're ready to roll here in 2023 mm-hmm. I mean the gang is coming back and we're ready to make some noise here and you know, like yeah. I said last pot, I mean, if we're anywhere under 10, it's going to be an abomination in the opening pool, right? So we're coming in with hype. We're going to come in with some juice and we have some big matchups with a conference that has almost every great quarterback coming back, right? That was in yeah. this conference. Cam so Rice it's going to be back too. Yep. It could be like I've predicted, it's going to be another, there's a bunch of really good teams in this conference next year. So yeah, it's, it's going to be gonna a bloodbath. Blood
2: it's going to be classic Pac-12 cannibalism, I think. And it's going to be
1: fun. I mean, because they're probably. actually like, think of two years ago where there's cannibalism, but the teams weren't good. The teams are actually good now. And
2: yeah. you know what a shame, the, it's such a shame. It's like a, it is like a Shakespearean tragedy tale that like this Pac-12 conference is probably going to have its most talented roster of teams and best season in and two probably the week. last Probably in the last 20 years, going back to like Pete Carroll mm. at USC and Jim Harbaugh mm. at Stanford, Chip Kelly, and uh, who was there before? Blotti at Oregon. Yeah, Mike Baladi, like, yep. I mean, in the last 20 years, like we're going into probably the strongest set of teams in the Pac-12's like history in the last couple of decades. And it's going to be the last year that the band is together. Yep.
0: Well, I didn't, I didn't shed a tear whenever USC and UCLA lost their bowl games. I'll just say
2: that. Either did I. But it's no. just kind of a bummer, though. Like, don't you feel sad, though, that it's like... Sure. USC and UCLA, like, why did you have to do that? Like, look where we're... The future feels like... Yeah. For the first time in such a long time, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for the conference. And, like, these two idiots yeah. just went out and just, like, looked after themselves. They, like, follow,
0: I, they follow the immediate money. That... Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's too very Scott is your answer, Sam. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: true. I've kind of wiped he's, he's that hard drive, but <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't blame you.
0: I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the dogs are going to be the quarterback is one of the least worries that I have uh, with this mm-hmm. coaching staff as yeah, far yeah. as position groups going forward. Um, we will attract talent, whether it's in high school, Juco, transfer portal, whatever it is, we will attract talent at that position because of what Michael Penix just accomplished this last year and what he's about to accomplish in 2023. So um, you yeah. can thank him, you can thank DeBoer, and you can thank Grub for that position group not being a worry. And maybe I'll eat my words one day, but um, it's just it's right now as we sit here on January 11th, 2023. Not a worry for me right now. Um, They definitely need a third scholarship QB for 2023. So like Sam said, within the next month, you're going to see a move there probably sooner than that, like probably within like the next week, maybe two. You'll see a move there. Um, Don't be surprised if
2: it's a big name, a sexy name.
0: Could be a big name. There's rumors that it could be a big high school name that is decommitting from or trying to get out of a national letter of intent. Um at a hmm. at a school. Um could also be a transfer um from yeah. Texas that we've talked about previously on the on the podcast as well. Um so I I DeVore and Grub are already on it. Like there's yeah. gonna be a more than formidable replacement. And this also probably sheds light to Dylan Morris' staying and that like he's gonna be your backup QB next year, more than likely. Um for better I think, or for worse.
2: Yeah, I think Demos in it just as like the local kid loves being a husky, loves being well, at UW, which is like it's, it's not only that, but he, fine.
0: he wants to he wants to coach. And right. he thinks yeah. that this is his best his best way to coach is to stay at UW. And he could probably be a grad assistant right off the bat at UW. Yeah. And that's actually probably very get, smart. Pro- probably get a a a pretty quick path to being you know positions coach well and you're being, on campus being, yeah,
2: with Debore, who's like obviously quickly rising among the coaching ranks in the country right now but then Peterson's Morris is a
0: smart guy too yeah. like he's and a you smart also guy. have
2: hall of fame coach and peterson walking around campus like mm-hmm. it's not a bad place to be if that's the, the path that you're going to take
0: yep for sure so um leads me to believe that as well, which there have been questions obviously yeah. after the after the Alamo Bowl whether he would stay or not because he's a technically a proven starter that isn't gonna play.
2: Yeah. So and just um, as like wrapping up with a little bit of a teaser on this, is like I am very, very confident that DeBoer and Grubb have already identified and like
0: locked up basically secured basically secured
2: they the guy that they want for the future The, time, the timing of the one left.
0: is a little interesting, I will say, but his dad has also gone on to say that he's not actually asking out of his, out of his
2: NLI. So I don't know. Yeah. I, and I don't know that it's that person or not, but I just, I think DeBoer and Grubb have their guy, Sam Heward knows it, Sam Heward yep. left and like, it's a matter yep. of time. And when it comes out, I think it's something that we're all going to be very excited about in terms of who's coming in. And right. I'm sure that we'll have a longer, more dedicated sec, you know, segment to cover that. But oh, for sure. Keep your yeah. eyes peeled on Twitter and all all of your Husky data sources and keep listening to our podcast because we'll definitely have that covered because I, I do think it's going to be a pretty exciting thing. Yeah. The whole yeah, keep it here. Is for exce- that. I mean, Husky,
1: there are no boring games next year. I mean, we've had like you know they're all really good. Montana's, which there's no Colorado, no Colorado. I mean, what Arizona State? I mean, they we lost them last season. At least it's at home. We'll smoke them now. At Stanford, Stanford should be terrible. But going to Stanford, we haven't like sucked the doors (laughs) off of Stanford (laughs) in a long time. I think we
2: haven't. I don't think that we've won at the farm since 2008
0: something like that yeah it's 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 like 2000 something like not like er, before 2010 don't love
1: going to arizona going to michigan state is not going to be as easy as them coming here tulsa is a real program you know like yeah apparently (laughs) apparently yeah well they just landed julian simon didn't they Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's gonna be a fun year and like if we
2: take care of business like It's going to be a much more difficult season is what you're saying. What's
0: taking care of business for us this year. I mean, nine and three might be taking care of business this year. So,
2: yeah, but I mean, the, the exciting thing is like with that roster and the exciting games, there's going to be national exposure. Like, Oh, for sure. We're going to get a lot of pieces to the puzzle are out there for the taking for like a very special season. If we can continue building, improving on defense, keep the offense at, or around the same level of efficiency as we saw this season, and like if you're rolling six and oh, you're top fourteen, probably top five team, like middle yeah. of the season,
0: well you're gonna start top ten, so yeah, yeah, well, and like what i we I Damn, guess we it's, it's have gonna our be our a long off goals. season,
2: guys, it's gonna be a long off season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the next thing to come too, is we don't have the full schedule yet. Like we oh. have who we're gonna play, but we don't and the have the timing that's and coming in. When we, we, just have the we just have the
1: first three. Yeah, the non-conference, the non-conference, yeah. The non yep
2: I guarantee um, you we get hosed with like a road game against who? Like
1: at USC on a USC, Friday night. Yeah. After USC comes oh, off a box. Oh god, that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. Oh god.
2: It yeah, seems yeah, like it's been happen, a little like, while. This is going to happen like
0: right after the Oregon home game or something like that. It Oregon seems like it's been a
2: little C. while. But like, I just uh, remember in the heyday when it was like Oregon Stanford. It was always USC, Oregon Stanford back was, to like, back. Yeah. Oregon Stanford, we always got back to back. I bet you this yep. year it's like we run a gauntlet of Utah, USC, and Oregon. Yeah. Oh, at gonna, Oregon State's no
1: sucks. Slouch either.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what it's going to fucking be It's going to be at Oregon state. And then it's going to be at USC.
2: Yeah. Jesus it's going to be, it's going to be the beeves.
0: and, and Sam and I are going to come on here. And... Oh, okay. All right. Well, all right, well, we'll save go, that for the next. Go, Seahawks. So, go Seahawks. This is go Seahawks. Seahawks. That's what, that's what this was meant to meant, meant to be more was, was the Seahawks. Um, any other news and notes that we have? I we covered a lot, so I yeah. don't think there are.
2: We're two plus hours deep. I think we did it. I really
0: hope I, this would just be amazing if we spoiled the Niners year this year. Oh, like, yeah. Like th- like this is this is as, as much of a year as they like as they've
1: had in the past decade. They probably have the most hype out of the NFC going to the Super
2: Bowl. Yeah. Which are just like yeah, yeah kind mm-hmm. of weird. Considering they're on their third the quarterback. rookie
0: quarterback, and yeah, you know, un- not Mr. only just Irrelevant. a rookie,
2: but it's like your third quarterback of the season. Mr. That's how good the rest of the
0: roster is. Yeah, though. their like, roster is insane.
3: They
2: John they literally Lynch.
0: are like the 2013 Seahawks. Like yeah. you could like I mean Russ was really really fucking good for that team, say, but like, you could you could have plugged in almost anyone at that quarterback position. You yeah,
2: John Lynch has done a pretty damn good job. I remember when they hired him, I yeah. was like. That's kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just interested to see once they have to pay player. Nick Bosa like $40 dollars a year, and you know, I'm
2: sure the same thing will happen to them. What happened to Legion of Boom? Like, you just can't, you can't. Yeah,
0: you can't keep the whole band together.
2: Yeah, and that's the beauty of the NFL.
0: We'll see what they do. They, I mean, though, you know, they Brock Purdy is have... yeah, he looks fine, like, and he's cheap for
1: like super cheap for the next three years. Yeah, are they going to give up on Trey Lance? Are they going to get Tom Brady for cheap? Who knows? Like, it's, nope. You know.
2: They're going to outbid us for Geno.
1: Oh man, <laughs> that'd be that'd be the ultimate like <laughs> flip, like
0: flipping your division rival off. Like, yeah, there's no reason for them to do that, but whatever. Well, we'll see what happens. Go Hawks. Uh yeah, thanks for listening folks. As we appreciate as always we appreciate the support. Subscribe and follow if you haven't already and leave us a message through the anchor link in our description. Until next time.
2: Go Kraken, Go Hawks and Go Dogs.